Welcome back. Glad to have you. The Bill Michael Show continues on. Brought to you by our good friends over at Wisconsin, Harley Davidson. It is about uh, that time of year. I know some of you got out and rode this past weekend as the weather broke somewhat. And if you're looking for a new bike, a used bike, motor clothes, whatever it happens to be, or just the best place to party, it is Wisconsin Harley Davidson by far. Stop and see our buddy uh, Craig Winger out there, the uh, general manager. See him if you're looking for a tremendous, tremendous motorcycle that you can throw your leg around and get out and ride. He's uh, He's got all kinds of inventory out there. So uh, check out Wisconsin Harley Davidson. Go to wishd.com. That is Wis hd.com again go to wishd.com and let's do this uh let's now you know speaking of warmer weather and, and really nice places to go and ride uh out in las vegas it was a tremendous place to go and ride and uh, vic taffer is joining us now the senior writer for the athletic covers the raiders as well joining us on the hotline vic how you doing doing good man how you doing we're doing extremely well. So give me your first thoughts and impressions. Devontae Adams now added to the fold out there in Las Vegas. Well, my first impression was it makes the Raiders uh, serious contenders. I think you know, it gives them uh, the best receiver in the game. And also, you watch today, it happened with the Chiefs. I mean, Tyreek Hill wants a similar deal. The Chiefs don't want to give it to him. So it kind of forces a trade, forces the Chiefs, the biggest you know, competition in the division, the trade, you know, what made him so special. Obviously, Mahomes makes him special, but that chemistry that Mahomes had with Hill and Kelsey made him special. So the Chiefs took a big blow, and I think it's a result of uh, of the Adams move. What is that the one piece that was missing, do you feel? Was uh, adding Devontae Adams a good wide receiver? Yeah, I think, I mean, last year, obviously, I think Henry Rogers was making steps to being that guy. He definitely you know, had got a lot better from the previous season. That's why I drafted him so high because of what he brought to the game. But obviously, uh, the horrible tragedy that he had, so they kind of uh, had to replace it. They had a big, you know, big, big hole there. So I think if they went from from looking at a draft of kind of finding a guy to looking at you know, free agency, what they could find to getting the best guy I think in the league. So I just think it shows you uh, just how things can change up fast in, in, in the NFL. What is that division like now when you when you look at it top to bottom? I mean, incredibly competitive. Obviously, the AFC is what everybody's talking about, where all the moves have been made. But what is now the level of, say, difficulty just getting out of your own division? Yeah, it's nuts. I mean, you look at the Broncos. I mean, they went from Drew Locke to, to Russell Wilson. I thought you were going to make a bigger jump than that. So mm-hmm. I just think, uh, I mean, that kind of lost us up here the last few weeks. But every team has gotten better. The Chargers added Khalil Mack. I mean, uh, so I think like the Chiefs took a, maybe took a step back today. But uh, so definitely I think it's wide open now. you got four teams who all, I think, have a reason to believe they can win the, the uh, division. You're right. Four teams that they believe they can win the division. We know it comes down to quarterback play for the most part, but does Kansas City, as they've eroded somewhat defensively, now offensively, do do you think they have a tight grip on the top spot, or do you think now the AFC West is just wide open? I think it's wide open right this second, but obviously they got some draft picks today. I mean, make some, I'm sure they'll make some moves. I think they're definitely see themselves as being contenders, so um, they probably didn't see it happening this way, but uh, they still have some time to, to rebound, and again, I think Mahomes is the best player in the league, so I think they, Travis Kelsey's a Hall of Famer himself. So there's still some pieces there they can kind of build around, but it definitely it took a big step back here in the last few weeks. What else do the Raiders need? What else do they need to put themselves more squarely in, in, in even a, a better state of contention? Yeah, they need a couple of things. They need, uh, need a tackle. They need a right tackle. They drafted the Hollywood last year in the first round. It didn't, didn't work out that well. I mean, he's still around. He still might develop, but with the talent you brought in now, you can't really take a gamble on a guy like that at right tackle. I think you need to bring a veteran in. 
we'll have more cap space in a month or so. So I think there's still some guys out there. So veteran tackle, then you'll try and find a safety. I think uh, Jonathan Abram uh, it's not really the answer. It's strong safety. So they got to find a guy you can be comf- comfortable back there with. You all these great quarterbacks in the division. You need a guy at, at, at the safety spot who's definitely not like uh, get your beat. So I think those are two big holes still have to be filled here for the Raiders. When you talk about uh, the uh, the AFC West, obviously you mentioned the Chargers getting Khalil Mack, Justin Herbert. I, I like Justin Herbert. I think he's an up-and-comer. I just can't figure him out. One week he plays really, really well. He starts to set the world on fire. His numbers are great. And then he kind of, you know, tw- kind of tones it down a bit. Give me your thoughts on the Chargers and Justin Herbert leading that team. Yeah, I think he has all the, all the skills you want to you know, look for in a top quarterback. I think maybe some of the problem last year was uh, his coach is a maniac. They go for it on fourth and eight, fourth and 12. I mean, they're not, I mean, I get when it works, is great, but I think that maybe a more balanced approach might do them better in the long run. But um, they had some injuries last year also, but I think you look at their receiving core, still very good. Good running backs. I think the defense is really going to be elite. So I think definitely his job will be easier this year with uh, with more talent around him. Who's the best team in the AFC, in your opinion? It's a good question. I mean, I would even throw the Colts in the mix. I think the Matt Ryan deals is a huge deal for them. I think that's been holding them back the last few years. I think Matt Ryan's got a lot left. I think people don't realize how much uh, he was working with deficiency in the offensive line the last few years. He got hit as soon as the ball was hiked, so I think he's got to be loving life. So just like the AFC West, I think it's wide open. I think this team's in the AFC West are going to be there. The Colts are going to be there. Uh, so I don't have a favorite at, at this point. The uh, the AFC North, another one, when you look at the people tend to forget about Lamar Jackson, only removed from a MVP a few years. I mean, he's solid, obviously, Cincinnati. I don't know what uh, when Deshaun Watson's going to be able to play in Cleveland, but Cincinnati certainly said we got to bolster the offensive line. They've done that. The Baltimore Ravens seem to be better. Cleveland seems to be better. You talk about the AFC West and the AFC North, probably the two best divisions in all of football. Yeah, and uh, you mentioned that. I do think the Bengals, the, the work they've done in the O-line probably makes them, plus they're there last year, so I think they have a, a top quarterback to get the top talent receiver. So the O-line work this offseason definitely makes them probably the favorite now that I think about it. But I think it's really close, like you said. I think it's wide open. Uh, and Deshaun Watson is a huge question mark as far as going to be able to play. But what he does, he's shown he can make a difference as well. So I definitely think it's uh, definitely all the talent seems to be in the AFC this year. It seems like those are the top teams in the league or in that side of the, of the league. Talking with Vic Taff, we're uh, covering the Oakland Raiders, or the, excuse me, the Las Vegas Raiders, bad habit, uh, for the Athletic. Uh, now, we went through all these quarterbacks. Tell me about Derek Carr. Where do you rate him in level-wise to how good, and maybe now how much more he can ascend that he's got his guy next to him, too? Yeah, I always thought Derek's the top 12, you know, guy in that range. I don't think he's in the elite class, but, you know, I think you don't have to be. I think he's definitely shown there's ups and downs over the years. Some things have happened to him, like that. some really bad draft picks over the years. I think some bad free signings and the whole John Gruden roller coaster. So I think now he's got a chance to show that what it was back in 2016 when he had a guy like uh, Crabtree, a guy he had total faith in that he can rely on and definitely look for him in third downs and situations in the red zone. So now he has a guy who's been playing catch with since college and their best friends. They pretty much picked Derek Carr over Aaron Rodgers. So definitely that gives him a huge amount of confidence. So I think. Um, You'll see Derek Carter's best this year. He has a lot of weapons around him. I, mean, I can't imagine how defense they're going to attack. You know, both, they got Adams, Waller, and Renfro, the line of scrimmage. Three guys will be open instantaneously when the ball's hyped. So I think he has a huge, uh, huge edge this year. Uh, Rich Passaccia did not get the job, obviously, in Las Vegas. They moved on. He ends up becoming the special teams coach for the Green Bay Packers. Tell me a little bit more about Coach and what you think of him. 
Yeah, I did a great job last year. Obviously, it was a, it was I can say obviously, but yeah, it was a it was a really tough circumstance, both with the rugs that we mentioned and the John Gruden emails and the whole thing could have exploded. But he definitely kept the team together. He definitely was a guy who uh, preached, you know, um, believing each other. Kind of each guy pick up the other guy up a little bit, and the players bought in. So I think it's pretty amazing that uh, that team last year made the playoffs. I think um, it really shows you the whole crookedness of the whole thing. Like imagine if John Gruden had never had the emails and he said as a coach. They made the playoffs and lost in the first round. The whole staff is definitely back this year. So the fact that that happened and Masachik did that, and, but it wasn't good enough to get his job back is kind of weird. But it shows you they had bigger things in mind, and, and Mark Davis made the move to go to Patriots guys. And, and so far, you guys say it, it's paid off. It is going to be an exciting AFC West, to say the very least. Both the, both West, for that matter, AFC and NFC West, are going to be incredibly competitive. Good stuff, as always, Vic. I appreciate it, and we'll touch base down the road at some point, okay? All right, bud. Take care. Thanks, pal. Talk, uh, talk to you soon. There you go. Vic Taffer. He's covering the Raiders for the Athletic, and you can read his stuff there, but uh, giving us a little bit of a lowdown. He believes that it's wide open, and he also believes that Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the National Football League. Best quarterback in the National Football League. Uh, 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Um, if you want to give us a shout, please feel free to go ahead and do so. But uh, I look, I agree with him. I think the uh, the AFC West, the NFC West, both of those. Now, the NFC West, you take the exception of Seattle because Seattle is they're in full blown rebuild. They don't have a quarterback. Uh, but Arizona is going to be good. You don't know how good San Francisco is going to be, even though Jimmy Garoppolo has been able to get it done a couple of times. And the Rams obviously coming back, but they they lose uh, Von Miller. Uh, they don't have OBJ back. They haven't re-signed him. So I don't know how good they're going to be running it back this year. They might have taken a little bit of a step back. Maybe Arizona all of a sudden begins to emerge in that division, or even San Francisco for that matter. But nevertheless, I don't know how good L.A. is going to be. But I think that uh, the AFC West by far is probably the most uh, you know, competitive. Um, Devontae talked about what it means to him to be a Raider and to be leaving Green Bay and then to kind of go to the team that he grew up wanting to play for, idolizing, watching, being a fan of. This is Devontae Adams at his uh, you know, initial presser talking about what it means to be a Raider. It's a, it's a it's dream come true. Um, in the third grade yearbook, I said I wanted to be a, you know, a NFL star or an NBA star, and I was wearing a, a Charles Woodson jersey at the time. So it's been documented forever. So you know, I, could, I guess you could say it's meant to be. There you go. Meant to be. Meant to be. 877-867-1670. He's talking about a dream come true. Devontae Adams, now uh, with the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Packers still searching for a wideout or two. Needing a wideout or two. Tariq Hill has been traded for those that are just tuning the program in. Five draft choices involved in that deal. Five draft choices in that deal. And uh, they ended up getting a uh, first-round pick, a second-round pick, a fourth-round pick, as well as a fourth- and a sixth-round pick in 2023 as Tariq Hill gets traded from the Kansas City Chiefs to the Dolphins, and the Dolphins turned around and signed him to a long-term, longer-term deal, which made him then the highest-paid wide receiver 
in the National Football League. So that's what's gone down today. I mean, every day you blink your eyes, bam, something else happens. It's crazy the way things have been going down. This portion of the program brought to you by our good friends at the Water Doctors. John Atley and the whole crew over there at the Water Doctors have been telling you the Connecticut water softening system, the best water softening system out there, hands down. It's fantastic. I would put my water softening system up against anybody's. It's that damn good. And whether it's reverse osmosis in drinking water uh, or getting your clothes clean, dishes clean, shower doors clean, whatever it happens to be, it's fantastic. That is the best. And you can get it at the Water Doctors, servicing damn near everybody. 262-549-7733. 262-549-7733 on North Grandview Boulevard, there in Waukesha. But they also make donations and help veterans' causes. The Custom Canine Service Dog Academy is one. And uh, we need service dogs for our veterans. Yes, we do. Get a hold of them, h2, the letter o, doctors.com. You can go there and make a donation if you choose to do so. h2, the letter o, doctors.com. Again, that's our friends from the Water Doctors. If you're looking for a water softening system, great. If you want to make a donation to the Custom Canine Service Dog Academy and help out veterans, you can do that as well. Right there, h2, the letter o, doctors.com. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show is up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Glad to have you back. This portion of the program brought to you by... Uh, our good friends, the uh, the Social House, House, H-A-U-S, which is getting ready to open, by the way. Uh, their whole new um, garage door addition. I mean, it's fantastic, beautiful place that they're putting together right there on Lisbon Road in Menominee Falls. If you, It's kind of between Menominee Falls and Brookfield. It's right there on the edge. And if you go down Lisbon Road and you're kind of heading west, uh, it's, it's, it's right there. It's near Brookfield Road. And, man, they have done an incredible job on their renovation. And they're getting ready to open it. Their kitchen's now been uh, cleared, and it's opened. The new expansive kitchen, their big food menu's back. So a lot of good stuff going on at the Social House. H-A-U-S. Follow them on Facebook. they got a lot going on. Stop in and tell Dan Della, the owner, what a great job they've done on getting that place ready to open and getting it ready for the summer and the new patio and the new parking lot. Beautiful, beautiful renovation and beautiful addition. That's our friend at the Social House, H-A-U-S. Um, so let's do this. Uh, Steve, our buddy Steve writes, uh, unit man, that did the Dolphins get fleeced by the Chiefs? Not only in all the draft picks, but the salary is rather outrageous. I've had Tariq Hill in fantasy the last three years, and they are always two to three games away where he totally disappears. Like you said, the, the Dolphins are a steaming pant load as well. I don't know if you saw, but the Dolphins also signed Teron Armstead to a $75 million free agent contract as well. They have got to be in salary cap hell right now. I did see that, Steve. Yes, I did. As a matter of fact, you are correct. Um, I don't know where the Dolphins are right now when it comes to their salary cap. I'd have to go take a look. I don't know what they had um, to begin with. It, it wasn't a ton. It, it was uh, the Dolphins, as it stands right now, look to have about $5 million uh, over the cap or under the cap in cap space. $6 million in cap space. I take that back. $6 million. 
They have a so lot of guys on rookie deals, right? Because they've yeah, had crazy they draft picks. Yeah, they uh, they've got about six million in cap space. So the Dolphins are starting to press right up against it. Starting to press right up against it. The Packers, uh, as of today, sit with about twenty point four million, but that's going to change because of the some of the signings. Rasul Douglas just was official. Uh, Jerron Reed just being made official. Those two have to be added to that. I've got to think that they're sitting. Now they're not against the cap, but you got to have about eight to ten million bucks available for your draft choices. So with all the draft choices they have right now, um, they're, they're going to need all of that money. So I don't know if there's another deal to be made, to be quite honest with you, as far as the Green Bay Packers go. Uh, 877-867-1671, hit us up. And uh, Dustin says, do we blame DeAndre Hopkins? That extension for all the traded wide receivers uh, that are on great teams. He reset the market, and now uh, these great teams can't pay these guys. Um, yeah, but here's what the deal is, and, and this eventually comes around. What happens is you start paying these guys, okay, and, and crazy money. But what happens is eventually it becomes cyclical because, like, for a long time, the, the running back position was crazy money, crazy money. And then the rules changed, and then we found out that, you know, most running backs don't live up to that contract because their longevity is such a fleeting moment in time when it comes to the free agent market and when it comes to long-term deals and uh, surviving more than four or five years total in the National Football League. So suddenly those deals went down. Wide receiver deals, I think, are going to be the same because, you know, quarterback deals are quarterback deals because the quarterback touches the ball out of, say, if you got 56 plays, 55 plays, 65 plays, uh, offensive plays, quarterback touches the ball every one of them, for the most part, unless you're running wildcat. Whereas a wide receiver, he maybe gets, if, if he's a really dominant wide receiver, maybe gets 10 to 15 targets a game on a good day. And the money you're giving these guys is crazy because what tips the scales more? In terms of win, a wide receiver, defensive lineman, pass rusher, running back, tight end, corner, safety, uh, is, is the wide receiver position that dominant a position? Now, the value via the, the charts are there, don't get me wrong, but... I, I got to figure at some point this is going to settle. This is going to settle. And eventually these crazy numbers for some of these wide receivers uh, is going to, to level off at some point, I would assume. 877-867-1670, If you want to hit us up, give us a shout. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Brett says, "Do I think that the the Packers are going to extend Jair Alexander to save cap space?" Yes, I do. Absolutely, you have to. 
because you could probably gain anywhere from three to five million bucks. Just to, and I mean, if you really get crazy creative, you can actually gain more. But I don't know what that. I honestly don't know what the numbers are going to look like by the time it's all said and done. But to answer your question, yes, they are going to extend Jay Alexander, get him to some kind of a longer term deal, and give them give themselves a little bit of more a little more breathing space cap wise this season. I I'm quite frankly I'm a little surprised. Maybe he wasn't the top priority, but I'm a little surprised he hasn't gotten more uh that they haven't gotten that deal done. Put it that way. I'm a little surprised at that. Um Dustin says who would I pay the most money to a cornerback or a wide receiver? Um probably a wide receiver. And the reason why, when you think about it, is if you're going to pay a quarterback all that money, you want to put the weapons around him. That's first. Secondly, the rules have changed so much that there really isn't, uh, you can't use the term lockdown corner anymore. You don't have Rebus Island anymore. You don't have Charles Woodson in his heyday anymore. You don't have those guys because the rules have changed so much in favor of the offense as far as hand-checking, contact downfield. So the guy that has the ability to be more impactful is probably your wide receiver. Therefore, his money would be more. His value would be more. So that's kind of the way I would look at that. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Hit us up. 877 867 1670. That's that's just the way I would look at it. Um, as Mark Mark says, uh, I would probably go pay Jair the same as I'm paying a wide receiver because he, yeah, see, uh, going back to that term, lockdown corner just isn't there. You don't have that. You just, that isn't a thing anymore, if that makes sense. Um, let's see here. Besides quarterback, who should the most money go to, Dustin says? Um... I guess you would probably say wide out and only for the reasons I just gave you. Um, the market just hasn't bared the left tackle position, even though it's grown and it really is on your offensive line, probably your most important position, but it hasn't bared the amount of money that, that specialty positions have, have garnered. Um, I, I would probably go to say that it would be a, maybe an edge rusher. Yeah, Dustin, you're probably right. Maybe a guy that's a legit pass rusher if you've got one. But again, you can throw 15 times to a wideout that's, that's of higher quality, Right. And your edge rushers, usually, unless he has a just a ball-out day, maybe maybe 
three sacks. I mean, let's let's just talk average here. Maybe two, two, three sacks on good days with pressuring the quarterback a couple more times. You probably would. You know, I mean, uh, it, it was running back for a while, and now it's now it's your wideouts. I would probably say if you had to put your money into specialty players, quarterback one, wide receiver two, uh, corner three, edge rusher four, running back five, your tight end, if he's a pass catching, if you got a Kittle or something like that, or a Gronk, you know, six, maybe even putting up there near a wide receiver, if you use him in that manner, and then you get into your offensive and defensive lines, and but if you got a really quality middle lockdown linebacker who can cover, who can rush, who can tackle and stuff the run, that might be as valuable as an edge rusher. Good linebacker, that might be as valuable as an edge rusher. That's a great question. That's a great question. I mean, I know I kind of went against myself there, but that's that's a really great question. Uh, Pallet Man says over on Twitter, the Chiefs are now in the market for a wide receiver. Does that make MVS more valuable? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he he hasn't gotten a lot of huge offers on the open market, let's be honest. I mean, he didn't get he didn't get zapped up the way everybody thought he would, because he's you know, people see him the same way we see him. He's good, but he's had a propensity to drop the ball. Up uh, the minute you say that, Packers uh, for agent wide receiver Marquez Valdez Scantling on his way to Kansas City today for a visit. No deal is imminent, but logical option is help to fill the void there. Trading speed for speed from Tom Pelissaro. Saw that right when we got on air this morning, like 10 yeah. 10. So it does it make him more valuable? And eh, maybe a little bit, but I don't think, again, he has not, nobody's beaten down the door for MVS. He's got speed, but he has not proven to be a consistently reliable pass catcher. Right? Correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, we've seen him. To the eyeball test, I would say he's a second, third at best. He's not a number one. Not by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, 877-867-1670. Hit us up. 877-867-1670. You got something to say? Say it. If you're heading downtown, uh, maybe you're going to the Bucks game tomorrow night. Head over to MKE Brewing. Tremendous place. If you want to go in and taste some craft brews, they're down there doing it, 9th Street, right next to the Old Paps Brewery, right between the Old Paps Brewery and the Pfizer Forum, for that matter. And during the summertime, especially when you get into the playoffs, they're going to open up that upstairs patio outdoor on the roof, and that overlooks the Pfizer Forum and the city of Milwaukee. Beautiful view there. And they do events there all the time. So check out our friends at MKE Brewing, MKE Brewing. And uh, just stop in, tell them we said hi. And Dave Hawk, who's the uh, CEO down there, great guy. They do a lot of neat events down there. A really cool place, too. And maybe take a brewery tour. Maybe take a brewery tour as well. They do a lot of that as well. Stay tuned. we got more of the Bill Michael Show next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show 
on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. There is a tour that is going to happen here in the state of Wisconsin. And our friends at the Four Seasons Island Resort are a part of it. It is called uh, Two Girls, Two Glasses. So, guys, you can do this tour. But if you want to do something really cool for the lady in your life, send her on this thing. Send her on this thing. April 23rd and 24th. It's an overnight. Transport- all included transportation. In the state of Wisconsin, four wineries they're going to visit. Three meals are included. There's going to be a Saturday lunch, a Saturday evening exclusive wine dinner, and a Sunday morning champagne brunch. The total cost of this thing, 260 bucks. You want more details? You want more details on this? Check out our friends at the Four Seasons Island Resort. They're going to be a part of this. That's where you're going to stay overnight. It's really cool. I think it leaves Sheboygan and then goes to Four Seasons and comes back, but they visit all these wineries. Uh, Get a hold. If you want to make your reservation for this, get a hold of our girl, Barb. 715-324-5800. 715-324-5800. So this thing, it's called Two Girls, Two Glasses. The 2022 Spring Wine Tour. It's going to go through the state of Wisconsin. Transportation's included. Four wineries, three meals, Sunday lunch, Saturday evening, a wine dinner, Sunday morning champagne brunch. All of that for 260 bucks, and you can get your room as well from our friends at the Four Seasons. For all the information, for all the information, 715-324-5800. Again, 715-324-5800. 5800 That sounds like a deal. That's not a bad way to go. As much as I've gotten into wine lately, that might might not be a bad way to go. Do this. Um, Andrew says, he got an idea here. He got an idea here. He says, oh, okay, so let's, let's get this straight. After the Tariq Hill trade, the 2022 NFL draft looks like this. Um, a half of the first round is owned by seven teams. It's going to be crazy. Philadelphia, three in the first round. Green Bay, two in the first round. The Giants, two in the first round. The Jets, two in the first round. Kansas City, two in the first round. And Detroit, two in the first round. Houston, two in the first round. I like it. You know what that is right there? You know what that is, Andrew? Say it with me. Trade equity. Trade equity. Think about that. Trade equity. Yes, Ben. And how many of those teams are actually good? Two of them. Right. Do you think Philadelphia is on the cusp maybe of, of the rise, right? And it'd be the first time since, what, 2012? Since a team, if, if, the, if the Dallas Cowboys can win the division, it'll be the first time since, what, 2012? 2004. 2004 that a team has won it in in, uh, in back-to-back years. I don't know. I still think they need a quarterback. You don't like Jalen Hurts, huh? 
I like him, but I he's limited. He, he's limited throwing the football, so they get into situations where they're down and they can't throw the ball to win games, which nowadays you kind of have to do. Oh well, I uh, I don't think he's had. Do you think he's had a fair opportunity yet? Not necessarily. No. But at the same time, there, there's been enough. He's going to start this year, but there's been enough writing on the wall. I, I think there's good reason to doubt whether his arm is enough to actually win a Super Bowl. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't think he's, I think he is extremely raw and maybe above average, but not into the, He's not Justin Herbert or anybody like that. I think he's a step below. Is that fair? Yeah, it is. I mean, it's the same stuff we thought about when he was coming out of college. Like, great guy, great leader, athletic. He makes good decisions with the football. There's that one limit when he has to throw a deep ball or he needs to fit it in a window where a lot of the times he hasn't been able to do. Correct. Um, Well, he'll get some opportunities. And here's the thing. They're looking for receivers. Let's look at it this way. Okay, go through that. Philadelphia is going to be looking for a receiver or two. Green Bay is looking for a couple of receivers. The Giants are just looking for anybody, best available, I think, at this point. The Jets probably looking for a receiver. Kansas City's looking for a receiver. And Houston's looking for just anybody. So as much as we talk about, well, it's a wide receiver heavy draft. No problem. They're going to be a plethora of them. I don't think so. The quality cream is going to rise to the top. There's probably four, five guys that are really good. And one of those guys has a blown out ACL. He's not even going to play this year. So that's why if I'm the Packers, I'm sitting there thinking to myself already, who do we target? And if you really like Alave, and many say they do, you're going to have to jump up at least 10 spots to get him from where you're at. Because you think about who needs a receiver ahead of you, probably 10 spots to go up and get them. A lot of mock drafts even have the Falcons at number eight taking an Ohio State guy. This one is Garrett Wilson, but there are even more teams than just those guys. Right. I, yeah, because, I mean, obviously they don't have Julio Jones and he's gone and then now you've got Matt... Matt Ryan is gone. You're going to have to bolster your offense. So, yeah, they're going to have to probably start there. But, yeah, I uh, – this whole thing about, well, there's a bunch of them. It's, it's, it's no problem. I think it's going to be a problem. I don't – I still think Rodgers is good enough to make other players better. I think Lazard and, and Cobb will have probably better years. But you can't do it with Cobb and Lazard. Tanyan being back will be that inside the 20, you know, that red zone guy, the gold zone, as they call it, guy. I get that. And out of the backfield, certainly you can throw the ball to Aaron Jones. But you got to have somebody that has the ability to catch downfield, that stretches the defense and dictates double coverage. Or at the very least, a safety drifting to that side of the field to open things up. And I don't think they have that. I think there could be a positive in all this, though. 
Because if every team ahead of them is trading up to get receivers and needs them and clearly is overvaluing them during the draft, that could mean another great player will drop into range that the Packers could get him. I'm talking myself into Jordan Davis, the defensive tackle from Georgia. Right. And see, that's the thing. And and either that or a pass rusher. Uh, Because you're going to have quite a few pass rushers in this draft as well. So you may not reach for that that wide receiver early on in the draft but i you're either going for it or you're not i think you need I, my personal opinion you got to find one of those top 4 wide receivers to somehow end up in your hands something that is going to give Aaron Rodgers the nod to say okay we got this guy maybe we find another guy after the June 1st cutdown day um but i you don't have wideouts right now. There still are the Devontae Parkers and Brandon Cooks yeah. of the world that could be traded yeah. for, but they'd be a two. Yeah. Uh, 877-867-1670. If you want to join us, uh, please chime in. Go ahead and feel free to do so. We'd love to hear from you. Again, 877-867-1670. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Bill Michael Show. I'm kind of a, it's clearing up a little bit, I guess. It's going to warm up today. Some Cardinals. Outside my window, hanging out in the tree. I know it's going to be kind of crappy over the weekend, but it's going to warm up eventually. I know that. But, man, we needed the rain, that's for sure. The grass is actually starting to get a little bit green. I noticed that today, too. No longer that brown, burned-out, old, tight, fescue-looking stuff around my front yard. It's actually greening up a little bit. So I'll take it. God knows we needed the rain. I'll take it. How's their pitching, the Cardinals? (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. They're uh, playing with the Blue Jays right now in the tree. There you go. It's, it's you know what? It's I, I woke up this morning. I woke up really early. Today was a weird day. I, I couldn't sleep. I got up at about quarter till five, like 4.45 this morning. And, and I popped up and I was wide awake. I mean, wide awake. And um, I just, I couldn't sleep. So I went downstairs. I worked out. And as I'm downstairs working out and I had turned the TV off after I finished working out, I came back up and I'm just kind of standing there looking at my phone. I'm in the kitchen and outside I can hear the birds like a, a, a lot of them, you know, it's not just one or two. I mean, there's a lot of them. And it just kind of made me smile because I just, you know, springs around the corner, you know, it's coming. It's barreling down that high. Can't get here fast enough for us, but it's barreling down that highway. I, uh, I love warm weather. I love the summer. I've always said, give me snow at Christmas and go back to 85 and sunny. I'm good with that. I like to ride the motorcycle. I like to ride my bike. like to work out. like the yard work. I like everything outside. I, I can't wait for warm weather. Rooftop patios, cocktails, cigars, you know, doing all that kind of stuff. I'm going to go out and see our buddy Crazy Lenny today. Crazy Lenny e-bikes out there in Madison. I'll be out there maybe e-biking it around. E-biking all over the joint. Looking forward to that. So I, I can't wait for summer to get here. But, yeah, the uh, the birds are in the tree just off to my left-hand side. 
877-867-1670, Rick says, do you think that uh, being a week or so into this free agency that MVS not even getting a sniff from the Broncos or the Bears is telling? I, yeah, I mean, he's on his way to Kansas City. But sometimes it's when the phone does not ring, speaks the loudest about the talent you have. I I 100% agree. Bears losing Allen Robinson. They need talent. The Broncos, you're right. You could go after him in that realm as well. Nathaniel Hackett, a guy that knows him. Luke Getze, a guy that knows him. Both of those guys saying, nah, we'll pass. We're not going to overpay for him. Nope. Yeah. It's a great point, Rick. It's a great point. Um, 877-867-1670. Derek says, hey, good afternoon. What do you think the haul for the Chiefs, what they got back for Hill, compared to what the Packers got for Adams, uh, the Chiefs receivers' uh, five draft choices? Well, again, let me, let me we, we address this a little bit. When you look at the deal, first of all, you had two teams bidding versus one. And it's not to say that other teams weren't interested. It's just Devontae wanted to go to the Las Vegas Raiders. And Tariq Hill was under contract. Devontae was not. He had not, until he said, okay, I'll go there, he hadn't even signed his franchise tag deal. So you, the, the Packers were kind of up against the wall. It was a completely different scenario, so to speak. Had the Packers had him with another year yet to go and the market was going to change and they knew they, they just weren't going to be able to re-sign him, you know, maybe last year would have been the time to trade him. But at that point in time, see, Rodgers dictates a lot of this, not necessarily in what he says, but the fact that you had to make sure that you did not let another quality guy walk or trade him away over money to send the message to Aaron Rodgers We're not doing our due diligence. We really don't care. You're just a commodity. You're just a piece of meat. The the Aaron Rodgers stuff, whether out loud and actually spoken or quiet and unspoken, has a ripple effect for the Green Bay Packers organization. In this particular case, it does. In this particular case, it does. So they couldn't have gotten the same amount because the circumstances were different, but I agree with you. Look, had this been... The last year of Devontae's contract, oh, my goodness. Had the Packers put him out in the open market at that point like this? Yeah, they could have had the same haul back. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree with you. But the circumstances are different, that's all. I get it. I get it. Hey, if you're looking for another place to go, good Sunday morning breakfast. Head out to Hubertus, Wisconsin, Sloppy Joe's. It is a good, old-fashioned Wisconsin bar. That's what it is. Built right there on the side of the hill. Looks like somebody's house, and they opened it up into a bar. It's awesome. Great place, great food. Right there on the street. Nice little quiet area. Got a restaurant right across the street as well. That's the only thing out there. Farms on each corner. Great place out in Hubertus, just uh, east of Holy Hill. Stop out and tell Joe and Ellis, Ellen and everybody out there we said hello because they're just good people. That is Sloppy Joe's 
And they continue to rebuild and, and build out smoke on the water, which is on Okachi Lake. They own that, too. So both great places, both good places to support as well. Uh, the next hour, we'll pick this up. We'll continue on, and we'll talk a little more about uh, what maybe the Packers might have gotten. But you know what? It's water under the bridge at this point. Now you have to prioritize what you need. you, you got to have a wide receiver. After that, you've signed a defensive lineman. Jerron Reed is now here. Rasul Douglas gives you depth in the secondary. What else do you got to go get? What else? What else is on the docket? You know? What else is that high level of need? Is it depth on the offensive line? Additional wide receivers, which I think they also have to get. I, I mean, to me, I think if you, once you squarely get a couple more wide receivers into your stable, you can pretty much flip a coin between pass rush, offensive line depth, um, probably more defensive line depth. I don't know if you want to go in that area. You just picked up TJ Slayton, and you're hoping he makes a jump this year. I don't know. We've blown through this thing already, man. Three hours down, one yet to go. Stay tuned. Got more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.